Uh, two beers cracked to open the playoffs. NBA I'm, playoffs are here. I'm a fan of the two beer crack. You, you get both. It, it works well. I can only do it for special occasions. True. Yeah, we can't. We can't overhype that. <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> can't be drinking all the time. And I gotta yeah. be going to work afterwards. Yeah, night it's... shift versus day shift is a <laughs> is an issue with the beer drinking. During these, <laughs> it's a big difference. Yes. Anyways, but, uh, yeah, NBA playoffs. We're we're here. We've we've been ready for it. Yep, we're gonna talk NBA playoffs. We're gonna talk a little NFL. A certain former quarterback, and then we'll uh, probably wrap up with some golf talk because we got one of four majors coming this weekend. Uh, we're going to start with the playoffs. Uh, so we are halfway through the play-in tournament as we record. I've got the Pacers and Wizards on the background. I'm waiting with bated breath mm-hmm. to see how this goes. Uh, not hugely optimistic, but I'm, I'm hoping. Um, but let's talk about these early play-in games first. Uh, Dan, what were your thoughts for on the – did you watch the Eastern Conference games on Tuesday? I didn't get much of the Eastern actual. I didn't get to watch really any of them, but I did, you know, see what we were thinking. Cause I, uh, I know we had touched before on the, the Russell Westbrook triple double is just insane. I saw against the Celtics, his line to have a triple double was like minus 400 or 410 or something insane. That's crazy. And, uh, I, I think I saw it at plus 140. So I don't know who was setting no. the line. To not get a triple double, oh, like to that. not get a triple, yeah. Right. To to get one was like minus something insane. So, yeah. uh, congratulations to everybody that laid uh, laid the plus one fifty, plus one forty, whatever to to not get it because he what he had, he had zero assists second half, right? Something like that. Yeah, they just yeah. those Celtics just shut him down. He was just an off his game. Yep, he he tends to do this, which makes me think your Pacers might might have a chance, my friend. I, I don't know. Everybody's on the Wizards tonight, and I don't, I don't know, I don't, I'm not so sure. Yeah, uh, we're not. I don't know how much time we even want to spend. As much as I loved watching the Pacers do well, <laughs> so it was a domination of the Hornets. I mean, they just we they just didn't look like they like even were. They didn't even look like they were playing a playoff game. They just had no spark, no bounce at all. They were they were flat, completely. Which I, yeah, I mean, from, from the clips, <laughs> and to find out Karis Levert isn't playing like day of the game is like I was like very like disheartened. I was like, well, that'll do it. Yep. But Brogdon came back and Brogdon played about as well as you could. I love Malcolm Brogdon. I loved him in Virginia. He was good for Milwaukee too. You know, he's a he's a very quality free player on a team. You know, he can easily be your third star, you know, right? Because uh, your number two guy. I'm going to call him your number two. I'm going to call Karis LeVert your one, I guess. I, I don't. Sabonis is a stud, man. Karis LeVert er, is our best scoring option, but Sabonis right. is our best player. Like, okay, fair, fair. He affects the game in multiple facets, so he's our best player. But Karis LeVert's a better shooter. He's just a better scorer overall. Yeah, he's so that's what I would defense. Do. Yeah. As was as was Dougie McBuckets, who came out lighting it up. Yeah. Oh, McDermott, baby! When he gets when he has rhythm, he's you know he's one of those guys that can just drop thirty. Boom! I know he kind of reminds me of like when we had Leandro Barbosa, 
who would just like have those games where he's just like, I'm shoot, I'm going off tonight. <laughs> also, one of the all time great NBA names, Leandro Barbosa. One, I mean, just just a great name. You remember it from all your 2K days. He was he was the bomb. Facts. Although I'm not gonna lie, the first time I ever heard Barbosa was Pirates of the Caribbean. So another fantastic <laughs> Barbosa. <laughs> um. Anyways, but let's get to the main event as far as the playing games go. <laughs> that was last night, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, first game, I watched the first quarter, and then I was like, I'm out. Because I thought, oh, we're getting another blowout. But the Spurs made it a game. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was one of those, Memphis is better. They're, you can just see that they're a better basketball team. You see the pieces. You can tell what they're doing. The Spurs are just like, it's it's the same Spurs as always, just not as talented. You know, like they're well coached. They stay, they fight, they do all the things. They just don't have the guys. You know, the Spurs just don't have the guys right now. Besides DeRozan and DeRozan, I feel like DeRozan may have quit after the Raptors. Not quit, quit, but when the Raptors won that championship, you know, his heart had to just sink into his stomach for at least three years. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, he's balling out in the regular season, though. By the way, uh, we should really quick, because we didn't before, uh, shout out Kerry, who won our fantasy basketball championship. Uh, he defeated me in the in the finals. My team got behind early. It just didn't didn't get better from there. I did see that you two were in the finals, and I, I would have considered you the favorite, because I don't think Kerry had the greatest regular season, but it might have been a little bit too uh, how much he was actually playing or not, and then he started to really play towards the the back half of the season. Yeah, well, he had Bradley Beal, who put up like a 50-piece against my Pacers one of, during the week. So, you know, it was not meant to be. Yeah, um, old, old double jeopardy there. Yeah. yeah. He got smacked in the face twice in the same night. Indeed. Um, but, yeah, the Memphis, they, they, it's, I think, we'll get to the, the later the other half of the playing games, but I'm not, I don't have my hopes high for the Grizzlies right now because no. they did not, they look kind of like the Hornets. Like they didn't really look like they were playing that hard. That's not what you need in the playoffs. But yeah. uh, then we had an instant classic last night in the Warriors Lakers. Uh, you got to watch most of this game, right, Dan? Yes. I actually watched borderline all of it, which I don't, Tend to do with 10 p.m. starts, but I was like, okay, this is the start of the the playoffs. I'm I'm gonna get my first vested interest, get my spark going, and the game definitely did it for me. I know some people weren't weren't loving at least the first half. I uh, I was in the whole time. How much uh, How much did you get to watch? I watched. I know you were kind of at work. At least I would. I would think. Right? I watched the second and fourth quarters. The second quarter I watched at home. The fourth quarter I watched at work. Um, well, you saw the best quarter, which was yeah. the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, a lot of betters though, lost money. I was looking at a tweet. It was like beforehand on Fandor or something like, so 83% of the money was Lakers to cover, which they started the game. I think five and a half point favorites. So they yeah, didn't do that. So nope. They didn't do that. Then there was like for money line it was eighty percent Lakers and I was like all right they mm-hmm. they did that 
Yeah, they were like minus one one fifty or sixty or something though, you know. So you're not you're not gaining a lot of dollars there. But uh anyway. Yeah. Alluding to a little bit about Grizzlies point earlier, Golden State looked hungry and ready to play though. They looked like they wanted that basketball game. And I think they're gonna be ready to maybe throw down on the Grizzlies as well. You know, I guess you saw you saw the second quarter, which might debatably was the best Warriors quarter. They yeah. looked hungry. Yeah. Steph was knocking down shots. He hit the one in LeBron's face and the one at the end of the half. Um yeah, they 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 they're gonna be the eighth seed. It's not gonna be an easy out for the for the Jazz. No. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, Steph's on another level right now, man. He's just he's He's got that carry the team mentality. And they did mention it on the broadcast. I didn't really think about it. The same with LeBron and them all the time. You know, you make these finals runs constantly. You play in an extra 20, 30 games or whatever. Not quite 30, you know, but um, he get a whole, he, he was hurt, got he like a whole year off, rested. You know, he's, he looks conditioned and ready to go again. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the 80. 80- the other third bet that I was thinking of, 88% of the money was on the over, which definitely didn't hit. Mm-mm. Not even close. What, what, what was it, probably 230 or something, Two, 229? I, I didn't actually see it, but only ended up at, what, 203? <clears throat> Not even close. Yeah, I didn't see what the over was, but I think it was somewhere in the two. It's usually in the 220s range. For yeah, the it was at least 220, right, yeah, so. 215 um, somewhere in that range so now we do have to get to the Le, the lebron of it all yeah and i i don't mean the shot at the moment we'll get to that because it was you know i can't stand watching him flop like a flit flop <laughs> like a freaking fish on the ground whenever it's it it it's obviously not as bad as he's making it out to be you're talking about when he got hit in the eye by draymond correct Okay, I obviously I don't think it was enough force to knock him to the ground or anything, but getting hit in the eye hurts. It oh, hurts. Yes, but it's it's the writhing in pain, like the like the rolling on the ground in pain that always you know does it for me a little bit. But He's, damn, think of yes. the memes. Think of the memes. <laughs> always I think ne- of the memes. I never <laughs> think of the memes. I never think of the memes. Clearly. <laughs> Um, no, because like I was seeing them all the memes, like, uh, when your parents wake you up early for school and that look, <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Oh my God. It was classic. Yes. I, in that aspect, I'm, I'm happy for it. Uh, but it, cause this is what it is. I want, I want to love LeBron because he's so freaking good. And I love the way he plays basketball, the way he was dishing those back doors last night just between guys and just the perfect timing for easy layups for Caruso and all everybody who, which Alex Caruso played great last night. Oh my God. He was on another level last night. Yes. Earning that contract. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. His de- I can't wait to watch him regard Chris Paul, but back to LeBron play. He's so much fun to watch play basketball. I just want him to stop being, there's not even a word for it. Cause it's not a, he's not a, D- Diva's completely too far. It's just he's got these little quirks, man, that just drive me insane. And the flopping is one of them. He is a hard flopper. He's gigantic, man. Yeah, well, 
James Harden exists also, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not my man either. <laughs> I mean, in the Memphis Grizz- in the Grizzlies Spurs game, Jonas Valanciunas got bumped and he was like, oh, I fell down. I was like, yeah, it's just I mean, this is true. It's just, I guess I just have a a problem with that in general, whoever does it. But then just, I see so much of LeBron, you know, he's, he's constantly getting hit cause he's so big and physical, you know, it's anyway, we'll move on to the, the good part of it. That shot was awesome. Yeah. That's a class. That's a legendary moment. Yep. Especially with that Steph look, you see the way Steph looked at him after he's like, you son of a, <laughs> how dare you? LeBron looked at him like that. <laughs> He looked at him like Thanos, like, I know what it's like <laughs> yes, <I'm not. laughs> to believe so strongly that you are right, yet to fail all the same. Mm-hmm. Now you know how it feels, Steph. Now you know how it feels. <laughs> and the, the perfect ending to this, but I doubt it happens because of the seven and eight seed, is they somehow meet in the Western Conference Finals. LeBron does it again, and the old Thanos line, you couldn't live with your failures. <laughs> and where did it bring you? <laughs> Back, Back to, to me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by the way... I don't, I don't see know. that happening, though, personally. Yeah, no, no, we'll get to it. We'll get to the yeah. full playoff preview. But uh, I don't know if you saw today, but they came out with the MVP finalists. I did, I did. Joker, um, yeah. Embiid, and Steph are the final three. Yeah, that, I mean, was anybody else really even contention for the top three? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think some people were trying to make an argument for Harden, possibly, or Kyrie on the Nets. Um, you can make the argument for Harden, I think, is str- slightly stronger than Kyrie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know which one of them played more games. I think Kyrie may have played in more games, but... If it would, it feels like Harden for the Nets. If you were going to go for one of the three of them, it, maybe it's just because he's missed games, but he never like missed like a massive stretch. It feels like you know, it's just kind of been like games here, games there, games here, games there, where he's fairly been consistently on the floor all season. Yeah. Um. He's also just been the X factor because I think at the beginning of the year you looked at that Nets team they weren't doing so hot so him coming to them has really elevated them to the the favorites probably coming out of the East. Oh, definitely the favorites coming out of the East. I, are they just the favorites now? I mean, I mean the Sixers have been playing outstanding. Yes, for for the I mean the basically the last half of the season. So you got to think they're. They're yeah, just as they got home. They got home court advantage. Uh, the Nets will have to go not through the box, but they'll have to play the box. You know, the other elite team in the East. Or the um, Heat, if the Heat end up pulling the upset over the Bucks, which that's an interesting first round series we'll get to. But yeah, yeah. Either this is the way I look at it. They either have to play the Bucks, who is the other best team in the East. They're the three best, or they've got to play the Heat, who just upset the Bucks. And we know how the Heat are. They're just they're as, when they're as hot as they are doing that, then they are as good as those other teams. They're just not all time. Yeah, I agree. Um, quick update: Pacers up nineteen sixteen in the first quarter. Let's. I like it. I like it. It's been it. pretty back and forth so far, so uh, nothing crazy going on. But um, yeah, that's going on tonight, and this episode will drop, so you'll know the results by the time you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I think we already made our thoughts clear on Grizzlies Warriors where that's going to go. Yeah. So uh, let's get into these playoff series. Who do, do you think? Who do you think is going to win each one? So Bucks Heat. Who you got in this one? Okay, we're start. We're just starting there. Great. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm going to go the box. I think that it, it's something about the first round Milwaukee. They just tend to tend to beat people up, and they're better than the Heat. I don't know. See, the problem is they just got beat. You know, Bam. Bam is the X factor here. Bam Adebayo is who will win or lose this series. And I think, I think Giannis is going to get the better of him this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, Victor Oladipo is out and Bam Adebayo is day to day. So unless they can, they can pull off a magic magical run like they did last year. Um, I got to give it to the bucks. Yeah. I just think, boy, if the Bucks don't like win the East this year, what Giannis has got to be rethinking that max deal. I don't know what because I, it's so hard. I don't know where they. I don't know. I don't know where the offense comes from enough. Drew, I mean, Drew Holiday's. He better score, man. I don't know what he's averaging on the season. Is he averaging probably nineteen something like that? And that's my guess. Is like he better. He's got to average. I think for them to make a run at it, to make a legit run at the playoffs you know at at the finals he's got to average at least 25 he's got to score and shoot from the outside he's averaging 17.7 points per game this year that that felt about yeah so i i don't know if that gets it done in the playoffs for them because i don't know where the rest of their outside really scoring really comes from outside of you know when middleton's feeling it yeah not always brooke lopez your occasional (laughs) i guess sure you're good for three three pointers a game or something he's gonna be like three for Six from yeah. the from the three point range, but those are again those are your generated outside looks from your center. Someone's got to score from the outside, coming from the outside, you know, yeah. just generating for themselves. And he's the only one on their team that can really do that. Kind of Giannis, but he doesn't shoot that. You know, Giannis, he's one of those guys that kind of can do everything. You've seen him do like Joel Embiid, kind of can do everything, but you don't expect it. No. Um. So. You don't expect him, at least for the outside. Like, if Joel Embiid right. is shooting from the outside, it's not good for the Sixers. Same yeah. thing with uh, um, Giannis. Yes. Um, now, they're a walking bucket from 15 in. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Inside the paint, you, you know, yeah. Um, so we seem pretty much on the same page with, with that one. Yeah. Another intriguing matchup. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks take on Kawhi and PG thirteen and the Clippers. I'll I'll let you, I want to hear I want to hear yours on this one first, Chuck. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you start this one. Let me look up the odds for all these. Uh, I think the Clippers are heavy favorites. It can't be that they cannot be. Uh, I think it's heavy. I because I bet they're pretty heavy favorites. Let's go to oddshark.com. That's just the first thing that popped up. Dallas just can't defend anybody, man. That's a problem in the playoffs. The Mavericks are plus 315 after opening plus 225, and the Clippers are minus 430 after opening minus 275. I would. That's pretty big to me for a 4-5. I just love Luka Doncic. I, I want to see the Mavericks win. This is what he <laughs> does. He... He kills the Clippers, bro. This is what he does. But See, they, this is 
this is what's so intriguing about the four five. We're lo- I'm looking a little past, but it feels like that one eight. It, it feels like either one of these teams, definitely LA, could beat Utah. I know Utah's been awesome, but you know, is the NBA does the NBA reseed? I always forget that, or is no. it just a straight bracket? It's just a straight bracket. It's a straight bracket. Okay, so these are dangerous ass four five teams. Yeah. By the way, Bucks Heat is three six. By the way. Okay. So let's get oh, so, so yeah. let's get let's get to the well. So you're picking the Clips, right, to win the series? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking in like five. In five, so four one. That would, right. that would be my that would be my projection. I'm taking Mavericks in a seven game series. Oh, I think it goes all Lord. the way. I do think it goes all the way, but I th- I got Babs winning seven. And that would for, be a. I you, if you feel like that, man, throw throw ten bucks down. You, you might as well. I would, but sports gambling isn't going to be legal here till June first. So, if, hey, if they win this first series, though, then you can you can you can take them against the the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about we'll see when we get there. Um, all right, and then Bucks Heat. I think I'm going five one Bucks. Are you going five? What are you or four one Bucks? Four. four okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. <sighs> you know. Mm. You want to go like four two or something? I want I want to go four oh or three. Oh, all right. No, but four four one's just too four one. We'll go five in five in five. He'll steal one. Jimmy Butler will go for forty five and twenty one game and and steal one. By the way, that uh, those odds are pretty much stable. They op- the Heat opened up plus two th- or opened up two twenty plus two twenty. They're now two thirty, and mm-hmm. Bucks opened minus two seventy. Now they're minus two eighty, so slightly favoring the Bucks, but it's still pretty close. Yeah, that's that's doable. That's that's significantly closer odds than that four or five in the West. Let's so. go to what I'm look so far that I'm looking at the tightest matchup in the in the East, the four or five, the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Ooh, my biggest prediction: seven games. Is there? Can you bet? Just it goes to seven games because I, I would be all over that. I don't you know if that's an actual. You probably can bet it somewhere. I'm not seeing the odds for it, but right. I mean, doesn't mean it's not possible. I just that this one's coming down to the wire. You just know it. Is there so? Someone's gonna make a shot. Trey Young. He's gonna, is he gonna go for 45 one night, or is Randall gonna go for 30, 15, and 12 to to close the series out? That's just kind of how it feels like to me. They're gonna go back and forth. I agree. Uh, do you do you have a winner in mind for those for either of those? And the other thing is that's crazy. Sometimes when you get these teams, it's like, all right, one of the teams has been in the playoffs before, so I lean towards them. Both these teams are just fresh faced in terms of the playoffs. Yep. I'm going to take Tom Thibodeau. Mm. So give me the Knicks. You know, he's you know you just mentioned no, they haven't been there. He's been there a whole bunch. So give me him. Although I'm, I'm blanking on the Hawks coach right now. He may have, he may have been Nate, there a bunch of times too. Nate McMillan. That is a, that is a no then. So give me <laughs> give me Thibodeau. Nate McMillan's been the playoff went to the playoffs four years in a row with the Pacers. He didn't win it all, but Thibodeau well, no, never made it out true. of the East. Thibodeau never made it out of the Eastern Conference either. Nope, this is true. But I'm just taking the I'm guess I'm taking the years then. Four yeah. years versus I don't know what fifteen. 
I, it was a lot. I don't know how much it was, but they yeah, he did so, make the conference finals. Um, at least you once. mean Nate McMillan did because he yeah. No, uh, Thibodeau made the conference. Okay, finals. so yeah, because did McMillan. Now I'm just getting into Pacers history here. Did he replace um, Vogel? Or uh, yes. Okay. Um, or no, I feel like there was a coach between them. See, this is what that's what I'm messing up. Is I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. I think there was a coach between them, but I I don't remember what it was. Um, okay. Well, don't I don't want to derail us down the Nate McMillan rabbit hole, but I don't. Nick's just because of something I thought of. You know, Nate McMillan has has never won. Has only won one playoff series in his uh, career, which is the first round again in two thousand four, two thousand five. As coach of the Seattle SuperSonics. Well, I'm. I'm feeling better about my Thibodeau pick. Yeah, I'll go Thibodeau in seven as well. <laughs> Thibodeau and the Knicks in seven. Um, yeah. That one's going to be so much fun, though. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the uh, West 3-6. Denver Nuggets hosting the Trailblazers. This is a close one. Oh, by the way, let me read out the odds for the... So the... Um, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. The Knicks are minus one hundred and five after opening wow. minus one ten. The Hawks are minus one fifteen after opening minus one ten. It's it's. I mean, that's a that's a coin flip. It's literally a coin flip. Yeah. Slightly more, which isn't surprising because there are more Knicks betters than um, Atlanta betters, probably. So there's just more. Knicks yeah. The, yeah. The money <laughs> pushed pushed it that way. That, yeah. I I agree. That's got to be it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the Knicks trump Hawks fans by 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 20 to 1? I mean, it's got to be. Atlanta's a pretty popular, it's a growing area. It is. And it's it like is. the only basketball team. Because, like, no one's watching the Magic, right? In the South. Yeah. Like, or, the, the, or, South. The, or the Hornets. Those are probably the two closest teams like, in Atlanta. Those, in your right. Life. And you've got nothing. East until you reach Dallas and Houston. West, 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 but West, yeah. And then North, your closest team is um, Memphis, which is in yeah, the West. Yeah, Memphis, Charlotte, and then you got you do have New Orleans to the West, but again, not competing with actual like Hawks fans, you know? Right. So the real difference is the Knicks are countrywide. Right. You could be a Knicks fan in Utah. Yeah. I don't know why you would choose to do that to yourself, but you could, in fact, do that. You're uh, 62 years old, but you're still a Knicks fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so let's go to the Den Nuggets Blazers now. Refocus. Um, yes. So Nuggets are barely favored. They opened as minus 130 favorites. Now they're minus 105. The Blazers oh. opened at plus 110. They're now minus 115. See, this is terrifying me because I see. I would pick the Nuggets in this. Me too. They've been I so do Nuggets in six, man. That's what I want. Nuggets in six is my like initial yeah. thought. Even without Murray, they've been killing it. But that's the regular season, so maybe they're just think. I mean, the Blazers have been putting it together the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, whew. the over unders in these games are going to be hot. These are going to be high over under games. They they these teams can score in bunches, 
and I just don't know how you go against the MVP in the first round of the playoffs. It feels like he's earned himself. I'm again, I'm talking Joker, you know. Yeah. He's he's the bomb. I just I just don't. How do they? Who on the Trailblazers stops Joker? Is how does he not go for thirty, ten and ten every night? Yeah, because Nurkic, Yusuf Nurkic is not stopping him. He's just yeah. not. No, Nurkic might score fifteen or so, but he he ain't stopping Joker. No, he's not. And he's so good, man. That that dude is so freaking good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then when the, you add Aaron Gordon next to him, it's like you've got these two elite. Is Aaron Gordon six ten? Is is he is, is he that tall? I always screw up on his like actual size because it's the NBA and everybody looks gigantic. Uh, but I mean, two two guys between seven foot and six nine or whatever that are just can score list, at will. Aaron Gordon is listed at six foot eight. So he's not. He's see, he's not as big as I feel like he is. He plays big though. He absolutely plays big, and. uh they just need some. Go- I don't know the Nuggets backcourt as well as maybe I should. If somebody steps up, because you know, nobody knew Jamal Murray was Jamal Murray until last year. You know that stuff happens. A guy just rises to the occasion. Yeah, um, they are uh, led by Fasundo Campazzo. Will Barton's apparently out, so Monte Morris is their backup shooting guard. Okay. And they've also got Michael Porter Jr. who puts up buckets. Porter Jr. is great. I, I consider him like a three, but I guess he I mean that's still he's still a backcourt. But uh and Austin oh. Rivers. Yeah, no, he ain't gonna do it. Um Monte Morris, he's Monte Morris gotta be the guy. But I I think Denver gets through this one and it gets bounced. That's and Mark and Marcus Howard. Mm, okay. Of Marquette yeah. fame, I believe. Marcus Howard, yeah. They're, they're, the Nuggets know how they're if they had Jamal Murray, they might be my final winner pick. I would love the Nuggets right now. Yeah. Um, then let's go to the uh, two seven matchups. Well, what's your official pick on that one, Chuck? I'm going oh, four two Denver. I'm, I'm going four two Denver as well. Okay, gotcha. Um, Celtics versus Nets. Ooh. <sighs> The Nets are minus sixteen hundred yep. in the series. Celtics are plus eight hundred. Um, yeah, I see this as a clean sweep, baby. Yeah, that, the only my only question was four one or four out. That's I mean that's really the only debate here. Yeah, who's the tallest person on the Celtics? I mean, I feel like they they Taco are full fall, of right? who? Taco Fall. Oh, okay. Yeah, excluding, excluding Taco, I forgot about Taco. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's his own little his own sidebar on that team. Um, but um, my point being, they've got a. It feels like their entire roster is between the sizes of like six five and six eight. Like even the, like everybody, but they match up horrendously with the Nets for maybe just one person. Kevin Durant might go for fifty points every single night. You cannot stop him. Yeah, they're not stopping him. They're not stopping Kyrie. They're not stopping Harden. I mean, they put up buckets, but they don't stop anybody. So, yeah, yeah. this is just, it's going to be a long series. It's its actually not going to be a long series. It'll be a very short, but painful series for the Celtics. Yeah, the longest right. four games in the Celtics history. 
Yeah. Brad Stevens is going to regret not taking the Indiana job. Uh. Yeah, what do, what do we think about, one, Brad Stevens, and two, just this whole Celtics last five, six-year experiment? They had a chance, man. They were good. They just mm. could not. Tatum has pretty much become what he was supposed to become. I mean, he put up a 50 yep. point, a 50 piece against the Wizards to make sure they got in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, you can't say he's Jalen Brown's hurt for the rest of the year. Like, that's, that's just a tough pill to swallow when your second yep. best player gets hurt. Um, the only thing coming into this year that really I was perplexed about was they let Daniel Tice go. Yeah. Tice. No sense because he was balling for them last year. And Gordon Hay- they since they already decided to trade Gordon Hayward, why would you get rid of the other guy? Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. No, because Tice, the defensive backbone of the team, would you consider, I mean, Tice might have been yeah. the defensive backbone of that team. He was grabbing rebounds all, all series long against the Raptors last year when they were playing in yeah. the bubble. And he's an energy guy. You know, that's what the Celtics, they don't have an energy guy. Marcus Smart, I get smart, but he, they need energy guys. It feels like they're just so mundane. That's a little too strong of a word, but that's the first one that came to mind when thinking of the Celtics. Yeah. I, I don't disagree, which makes sense. It's Brad Stevens. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you can blame him. I mean, it's just a, it's just, it just didn't come together the way it was supposed to. They couldn't put it all together. Last year was their best chance. They yes. should have beat the heat in the conference finals. They should have. And yep. they did. They did. They did not. Yep. It, it, almost, it almost feels like Brad Stevens is better at coaching not great players. Does that make sense? Like he makes, he makes not mediocre because NBA, even Division One college basketball, average to above average players rise to stardom, but he can't take a star and rise them to superstardom. Yeah. Yeah. You could make that argument. I mean, the Celtics, I was, I mean, this, this is like this, they're the most surprising team this year on the negative side. They just, there's no way they should have been as bad as they are. They are absolutely a top four seed. I mean, should be, you know, the I'd be okay if they were the five because the Knicks and, you know, did what they did this year, came out of nowhere, you know, but they, there's no way they should have been in these play in games. Same with the Lakers, but the Lakers knew what they were doing the entire time. Yeah. Um, And then let's get to the Western Conference two versus seven. Heavy hitters. The for the first time in NBA history, a seven seed is favored to beat a two seed. The according to DraftKings, the Lakers line is minus two fifty to win the series. Suns plus one ninety. Part of me is still like how. I know that I mean out there the Lakers, it's LeBron, it's AD. The Suns are just really, really good at basketball. They're so I guess they're de- it's their defense. They think the Lakers are gonna LeBron and AD are gonna score it well. That that has to be what these odds makers are thinking, right? I mean, yeah. I mean the Suns have been the pretty much one of the best teams all year. Um they're so likable. That's the thing. Hey, Javon Carter, shout out W. Almost had a triple double in the se- season finale. Yeah, he got the start because they had already, you know, they blocked up to two, and he he went off, man. 
like what 1911 and 9 1910 and 9 or something like that yeah it was great um i would love to see javon Car- especially laughter last year in the bubble what they did almost getting in the playoffs mm-hmm. i mean that that was a great story but no and now this is a this is a real team they're going to be here for the next Chris Paul, I guess, was standing a little bit. They're here for the next couple of years. You know, they've established who they are as a team. Yeah. But I got the Lakers winning in six in this one. Four yeah, two Lakers. I'm gonna go fourth. I'm gonna give them seven. I'm gonna go, we're gonna go down to the wire and we're gonna watch a game like we did last night. And Devin Booker's gonna make a shot or something. You know, they're gonna do something and think they might have it, and then the Lakers just just end it. Just do what they do. Yeah. Um so we've gone over our first. Uh, first yeah, that's rush. the that's the first round. I guess we've we've fully executed there, as far as uh, decided games. Well, do you, do you want to do the one eight? Because I think we both kind of, at least in the West, what do we think yeah. happens in the West? We don't have odds, obviously, because the series isn't yet set, but. Um, in the West, you want to make a guess of odds? Let's see how close we can get. Jazz. So this would be Jazz Warriors. We're both predicting, right? Yes, correct. Okay, let's predict both. If it's yeah, Jazz, okay, yeah. If, if it's Jazz Warriors, Jazz are going to be the favorites. I think they're going to open at like minus two eighty, and the Warriors will be plus. 350 some something like that yeah you're i think you're a little more bullish than i am i'm gonna go jazz just dead at like 210 okay you know, a little a little more and and then the warriors uh 280 90 something like that a little a little oh, more but i think the odds makers are going <laughs> to juice the jazz a little bit because they know people are probably going to want to bet, bet on the warriors, warriors and yeah. try and move the money line that could be um, if it's it'll start at his and end at mine. Yeah. <laughs> if it'll if it's Jazz Grizzlies. Oh my god. Jazz plus or Jazz minus like the Nets were eight hundred, so the Jazz gotta be minus six fifty. Actually, yeah, I mean I, might might put a minus eight hundred too, honestly. Honestly. I wrote, I wrote minus seven hundred down. I, I yeah. was like I seven fifty popped in my brain for initially. And and then what? The Grizz are plus fifteen hundred, plus thirteen fifty, you know, something plus, ridiculous. Yeah, plus sixteen hundred. I mean, I put it the same yeah. as that those Nets um Celtics odds. Yeah. The Celtics I, are a much better team than the Grizzlies. They got those odds. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Just made me think, no offense to your pacers, of what the uh the Eastern Conference Plus money might be on oh, yeah. whoever not, wins this game it's, tonight. It's not going to be good either way. I don't think he, even if the Wizards win, even though a lot of people like them, the I think Wizards, same, same boat. The, the Wizards have neither team has an answer for Embiid. I mean, no. with Miles Turner out, we don't have an answer for Embiid. The hands no. down, and the Wizards never did. So yeah, no. I, I think I think you're looking at again either way on the East, minus at least five hundred, at least, and plus at least twelve hundred. Yeah, more more like what we're talking seven and sixteen, something like that. Yeah, um, and which we would all pick Eastern Conference. I might take a sweep. I might take Sixers and four. I think that would be my pick. Yeah, um, 
and I'm going to give Steph a game because I always give Steph a game no matter. I think we were talking like six or seven weeks ago, and I wanted to I wanted to say Steph could could potentially win a playoff series, but yeah, no, he can he can win a game. Yeah, yeah, that's I would give him a game against the Jazz, um, but that's about it. Uh, they, yeah. They're not going past that. Um, Quick score update. Wizards now up by 12. Oh, 10. Sabonis gets the bucket. Or no, they just called a foul on the floor. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, they're up 12 right now. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, um, a little bit, little bit of a turn there. Yeah. Um, let's move on, I guess, to football. The story of the week. Actually, you know what? Before we get to football, really quick. Dan. Yes. Who do you have coming out of the East? Who do you have coming out of the West? Okay. I'm going to do it in the East. The West is... I, we'll, we'll get to the West. I'm going to do it in the East. I think, I think this is the Phillies' year, finally. I think if they don't do it, then what? what I mean, what, this is as good as they've been playing. I think they... Excuse me, sorry established a team that can do it you know they got all the pieces i'm just scared the nets have barely played together chuck like i mean i I guess we just all assume that doesn't matter does that not matter do you you not have to play together i guess not (laughs) (laughs) i mean to be fair uh the um the Heat, the year they made the finals, they lost to the Mavericks. They didn't play, you know, a lot together, I guess. I want to say that was a different East, though. I mean, what Celtics, that was it. I guess it was Bulls. only three. It was only Bulls at that point. Yeah, Derek Rose. That was Derek Rose, wasn't it? Yeah. And the Pacers. We had back when Roy Hibbert was it. Yeah. I guess. I don't. You're right. But they at least. No, there, there is a difference. They were only together that first year, but they, they played the whole season. Like, the three of them played the whole season. They've only been on the floor, like, 12 games or whatever together. Yeah. I'm going Sixers. Screw it. I can't, I just, I'm going to be, not, I, you know, I'll be fine with the NBA, but I don't want, I don't want the Nets to win the championship. I don't even want them to go to the finals. I don't like it. Um, who's your East? Where's your East mind going? Listen, I don't want the Nets to go to the finals either, but I got them going there because I'm not <laughs> I'm not betting against those three players. Like yeah. as much as I don't like really almost all of them. <laughs> they've all got issues. Yes. Uh, I've got issues with all of them, but they're, you know, they're the three of the best players at the planet. They're like three top 7 players of on the planet. You I'm not yep. picking against them not coming out of the East. I just can't do it. Um, you know, yeah. I'll let you start the West then because I'm not happy about it, but you're probably right about the East. Yeah. Uh, West, I think I've got, um, yeah, I'm not betting against LeBron. I know. I'm against LeBron going, with the, it, Chuck, going with the Lake Show. Yeah. Um, you know, provided everybody stays healthy, there's just no reason they shouldn't come out of the West. I will, but I will reserve this. I'm going to say this. The Lakers come out of the West, assuming LeBron and AD stay healthy. If one of them goes out, like they're not, like they're like 
out for the rest of the playoffs, I'm going to take... I think if if they're out the rest of the playoffs, I'm taking um, the Jazz. I'll take the Jazz. I think the or, NBA... Yeah, 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 Jazz, Jazz. Okay. okay. I think the NBA champions comes out of L.A. But you I'm going to leave Clippers. it at that. I'm not even going <laughs> to... I'm way more bullish on the Clippers than it feels like the entirety of the world is. There's, they score at will. You cannot stop the Clippers. And then you know what Kawhi can do. And Paul George is like, he's always supposed to be a good defender. He is a great defender. Like, you see him do it. I think he's going to – I think it's the Clippers year. I'm taking the Clippers out of the West. Because, again, I think, the, I think the Jazz are beatable. I think the Jazz, you can, you can go at them. They can struggle to score at times. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the – I mean, again, the Lakers. Because they wouldn't have, that'd be the conference finals, right? If they, yes. Yeah, because so, the Clippers are the four or five, so they won't face the Lakers until the conference finals. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going that as my conference finals. And then give me, uh, if that is what happens and they're fully healthy, give me Lakers in six. But I think the Clippers are going to do more than what everybody else thinks they can do. Potentially could, because this is the other thing I think. You mentioned, uh, if LeBron or AD like misses the rest of the season, misses the, if one of them goes out with like a, like a hurt ankle for three games, two games, I think they can just completely, someone else can snatch a series from them. You know, if one of them misses two games, I think they lose both those games and then they're fight, you know, fighting and clawing. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be close. It's going to be very health dependent. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be waiting to see. Um, I mean, Although, Dennis Schroeder is their third leading scorer. I yeah. love Schroeder's a good player, but he should not be your third leading scorer. Yeah. I also love the Nuggets. I would also just love to see the Nuggets come out. Um, if your your prediction, though, you have the Sixers versus the Clippers, so you have Doc Rivers facing this old team immediately after getting fired. Yep. See how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, well, let's move on to the old pigskin. The Earl, uh, big news of the past couple weeks. Uh, former quarterback Tim Tebow has uh, linked up with his old coach Urban in Jacksonville, his hometown, and is uh, at OTAs right now as a tight end. He finally came back to Jesus and accepted being a tight end. It took him 11 years or whatever, but he finally did it. Uh, yep. I was gonna, I was gonna joke and say, Chuck, what are the fantasy implications of this? But there aren't any. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm talking about I'm looking at the odds to make the team. I want right. to see those odds because I would bet Tim Tebow to make the team, not because I necessarily think he's good enough. I don't know what he's good enough. I, mean, I haven't seen him at tight end, but it's Urban Meyer. He's going to give that man a job. He's yeah. going to give that man a job. Yep. <laughs> Like, because why is it like it feels like he's just hiring him as an assistant coach? Like, just hire him as an assistant coach. Exactly. At, uh, hire him as the offensive quality control assistant mm-hmm. or whatever technical job you want him in. Just like get him in the strength and conditioning. Have him as the assistant strength and conditioning coach. 
perfect yep. for him. He knows how to work out. I'm not going to take that him, away for that. Just make him assistant to the assistant to the head coach. Like, just my dude that follows me around and, you know, we do – we talk. Or do you think they have a chapel in the in the stadium? He'll make it a chapel. He'll go <laughs> yeah. in there and bless it himself. He'll go in there and throw some holy water in mm-hmm. in his old, you know, in a in a, a old locker and just make that the, the confessional booth. <laughs> Be like a uh, Jesus from a uh, major league, but instead of uh, to whatever god he was praying to, the an actual uh, Christian setup in the locker. By the way. Odds that Tim Tebow plays in an NFL game this year. Oh. Minus 265 for no, plus 190 for yes. Oh. Play. See, that's the thing. Play. Because it was, I bet make the roster's got to be significantly more towards the, towards the yes side. But playing in a game then <laughs> makes you, yeah. I think it's over under for, uh, for yards. For receiving yards this year, it's like 12 and a half. I mean, now, all we're saying, how do you not take the over on that? You catch one 13-yard pass, and all right. boom. I don't know. Does this do anything, in your mind, though, trying to make it fantasy relevant for Trevor Lawrence? Anything. Yeah, it makes me think uh, he's going to have one less passing, one or two less passing plays per game. Oh, because Tim Tebow's taking the reps now. This no, whole, okay. There's this no whole... way he takes a snap at quarterback. I mean, there's no way, right? Oh, I wonder why I, I take odds on that. I take oh, odds on okay. that. I take odds on that every day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they run a trick play. Urban Meyer runs a trick play to get Tim Tebow the ball. Yes, sir. Oh, my Lord. This is, this is just... How... Tim Tebow, quite a life. Just how old is Tim Tebow? Thirty? Is he thirty-five yet? He's thirty-one. Thirty-one years of age. Won two national championships. Three national championships. Um, was two. I think he won three? No, he only won two. Wasn't he the backup for Chris Leak when they won in 06? Yeah, 06 and 08. But he didn't win. Oh, he 07. didn't win two as a starter. Oh my bad. No. Okay. No. I don't know why I thought they, he. Was, he uh, Oh yeah, seven was the oh um, seven was the uh, LSU Ohio State year. Oh, because yeah, West Virginia should have gone. Yeah, stupid freaking pit. LSU, um, Missouri, uh, or Kansas? I mean, um, Florida, LSU. Also, before they lost and then lost again and then won. Yes, he's mm-hmm. championship. It was like a, just the wildest year in NCA. Yeah, and that's the, I think South Florida was the number two as well that year. It was just insane. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay, no. So, yeah, two, two national titles, a Heisman, runner-up for another Heisman, beats the freaking Steelers in that playoff game, hitting Demarius Thomas for like a 75-yard touchdown on a slant, um, plays minor league baseball, and is now the – I'm going to say it, starting tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars under his, excuse me, old college coach. I mean, quite a 10 years. I guess 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that he's getting this many chances. He hasn't played in like six, seven years. It's just, I, if you want to bring him into the locker room, that's fine. But, like, 
go sign a tight end. Go sign a tight end if you want a tight end. I don't know if this guy's going to do it. Do you think this is a little bit of Urban Myers? like, this is college. Like, hey, it's just the guy at the end of my bench. You know, like, he's not going to play anyway. It's just development. It's like, no, 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 no. You only get 53 guys, you know. You got to pay them all. And they, this isn't the same as just recruiting a dude and, and sitting him there to, to be a locker room guy. Yeah, I 100% think this makes me question everything. This, along with Travis Etienne taking snaps at wide receiver, just makes me question everything that Urban Meyer is about to do. Because why would you do that? You have LaVisca Chenault to do the things you're probably asking Travis Etienne to do at wide receiver. Yeah, Like, what's the point? Yeah, and, and again, we talked about it. I mean, what what's he doing with James Robinson then? Like, is James Robinson... The guy in ETN's a wide receiver slash scat back now, or are you just pulling the wool over everyone's eyes? ETN's going to start game two and play three downs at running back. And it's- yeah. Well, and it's just it goes back to that same point you were making. Like you brought Travis ETN, but did you bring him there to play, or did you bring him there to be Trevor Lawrence's guy in the locker room? Like right. that's not. If you're doing that's not you got you, this is the NFL. You got to drive to win. Yes. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta know where your money's being spent too. First round pick, like that's gonna cost. You know, it doesn't cost a ton right now, but it costs a lot in capital and a lot in you know investment and what that means for your organization. Now, with that, Tebow's the free one. Is that's not horrible? You you can do that as long as you you know, like you have been alluding. As long as you cut him later, then yeah, he doesn't he doesn't actually cost you any money or anything. But you give him a roster spot. Money. That's what that's what Jacksonville doesn't have won a lot of. I know it's salary cap. Everybody has technically the same amount to spend in that way. But not every team actually has the same amount to spend as we know. That those decisions are gonna matter a lot in Jacksonville. Yeah. I agree. Um so yeah, nothing against the guy. Seems like a great guy, but I just don't have a lot of belief that he will make it as a tight end in the NFL. I think that's the bottom line for both of us. Yeah. Is there any way he's a good run blocker? Like, there's no way, right? He's not He's got to be willing to do it. I think he could be. He's got the size to at least be a blocker, but he's got to go out there and do it against NFL pass rushers. And he's 30. You can't learn that at 31. You know. Right. It's going to be very hard for him, I think. Um, yeah. Maybe Ern Meyer's going to put a lot of money on the Tim Tebow over 12 and a half yards and co- consistently run him on 13-yard out routes until, <laughs> until he gets it, cast his yeah. check, and move on. Yeah. Um, let's end the day with some little PGA champ talk. Uh, the second of four majors now, as, since they redid the schedule. Yep. Um, going on at... Uh, down in South Carolina. Uh, you get to watch any of today, Dan? No, just casually in between work things, seeing shots and stuff. The only thing I saw was uh, I, the moment I looked, Kepka was the leader tied with like seven other people at minus three. It's just, you know, there seems to be fairly quality play going on. No one's really separated themselves. But I think it's the last hour or so, two hours. I don't, I don't know if they made you know, stepped it up. At the as of this moment, Thursday night, Corey Connors is the leader at minus five. Oh, okay. So he okay. 
And uh, Brooks Kepka is at minus three, tied with two, three, four, five, six other people, okay, including so, Keegan Bradley and Victor Hovland, who are names people might know. Yeah, I know um, a lot of smart money was on Bradley at, at the beginning of this whole thing because I don't he think he started. I want to say he's like plus three thousand or something, and, and a big payday. And uh, I think. This is, if I remember, this is a long course. So your long hitters are who you would think should score well. And I know, I know Keegan Bradley crushes the ball. Yeah. Um, I heard a couple of people saying not to take Brooks Kepka. So I took him out of my DraftKings lineup. But the good news is I have Corey Connors in there. So okay. I'm not doing too bad. Not all is lost. Not all no. is lost. Some other notables tied at eight, which is like the core, you know, Kepka and all of them are tied at minus three at all tied for second. Second. Minus right, eight yeah. is the next group. Phil Mickelson there. Hey, I, didn't, I did not see that. Okay. Lefty. Yeah. Big name there. Uh, some other notable names. Ricky Fowler minus one is tied for 16th. Um, Trying to see. Uh, I haven't haven't heard his name in a minute, have we? Oh, Ricky Fowler. He he seemed to have disappeared for about a year. Yeah. Bubba Watson and Bryson DeChambeau are both at even, tied for 31st, along with John Rahm. How's Spieth doing? I didn't think he was doing so hot. Because he uh, was a big name. People were, he'd been catching fire, you know, these last, last month or so, and people were hot on him. He's plus one, but it's... Okay. Tied for 41st. So he's above the cut line still. Yeah, plus one's not, you're not upset at shooting plus one, but you know, when Connor's out there throwing a, you know, a 65 in, or I mean, 67, you're, uh, you're a little nervous. Yeah. Um, Hideki, Masters winner, is also sitting there plus one. Um, you know, he's going to, I love Hideki. He's been great forever. He's not a back-to-back major winner. He's going to be happy in the in that forty range, if I had to guess. Yeah, John Daly is at the course too, but I'm pretty sure he hit like an eighty something today. So I uh, think he, I think he like chipped in on one, and everybody exploded though. So he's going to have that memory, he, that John Daly type of stuff. Yeah, he did. He did. I saw the highlights earlier. ESPN was showing like shots of the day, basically all the good chip oh, okay. ins and all this stuff. Um, he was on there. Um, yeah, so I'm liking my lineup. I, I don't know what the live odds are looking at right now. but Run me through uh, your lineup, Chuck. Run me through your lineup so I can, I can keep track of it through the weekend. Okay, I, I, like I said, I've got Corey Connors, who's in first. Right. So um, I've also got Victor Hovland, who's tied second at minus three. He's going to be very heavily owned, if I had to guess, Hovland. He was... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Zalatoris, who's been a darling oh, okay. of the yeah, tour this year. He's been having a great year. Uh, he's minus one, tied 16 right now. He's still playing great then. Yeah, that's very yeah. good. Top 10, Tony Finau, plus two right now. He'll bring hopefully, it back. Hopefully. He'll shoot at 66 tomorrow and be in 11th or 12th place. That's my um, guess. <laughs> Louis Ostazen, minus Ostazen. one. Yeah, but I, I'll, he's been doing pretty well this this year. Um, and then he and uh, Xander Shoffley are like two of my favorite golfers ever. One because of their name, 
both just fantastic names. And they just like they're just consistent as hell. They just live around there. Now that being said, Shoffley's probably plus fourteen or whatever right now. But no, I was looking at him earlier. He's I think he's minus he's minus uh, one right now. So um, playing quality golf like those two do. Yeah, Paul Casey's my last one. Yeah, he's great putter. Yeah, he's always a chance to win it. Has he won one yet? I can't. I don't think so. I think he's been like top five, like. like Six or seven times, Paul Casey. He just—he's a great putter, great short game. It just feels like he's eventually going to get that one done whenever they pick the right course for him. Because um, I don't think he's won one. But well, I love your lineup. Your lineup's great, though. You've got to be—you got to be in the top uh, 10, 10 or twelve percent right now, if I had to guess. Uh, I'm only entered the lineup at a one-on-one matchup with my friend. Gotcha. So yeah, are you winning um, at least? He won. Uh, yes. Okay. His lineup is not looking hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he had Rory, who's plus three. Yeah. Um, Sunjay M minus two, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Abraham Answers plus two. Mark Leishman's plus two. Scotty Burns is plus five. And Brandon Horschel's plus five, so. He spent all his money on Rory. I bet Rory was insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, Paul Casey... Does have a PGA three PGA wins? Yeah, I meant I meant a, a a major win. Oh, he does not have a major win. I didn't think so, but he's been like I said, he's been very. Oh, he's definitely yeah, he's won a couple tour events, yes. But um, his short game is just so good. You always feel like eventually he's going to get it done. I love those. It just feels like the short game wins these majors, you know. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I I did not fill out a lot of anything, but I've been following along, and I I know we joke this every time. This team, what year does Tony Finau win his first major? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want him to win so bad. He's always there. He's always there. He's always there. He's um, such a likable dude, man. You just you root for him. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna go 2023. 2023. All right, I'm writing it down, Chuck. You better keep track. I'm gonna go. And I don't I'm going next year. He's taking the Masters next year. I'm calling it right now. He he Ooh. knows how to play that course. Masters 2022. Tony Finau. Write it down, people. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, if you aren't already, go and follow us on Twitter at FF Bush Podcast. Um, you can follow me and Dan there as well. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks all for listening to another episode. Uh, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs probably for the next month and a half or so because that's what we got going on. Nothing. I mean, we got baseball, but baseball is baseball. Yep. We got we got the playoffs, so we're gonna hit heavy. Like I said, we'll touch on baseball, mainly probably Red Sox, Yankees. I think they got a series in the next month or so. Um, and uh, I mean, we'll get back to our roots here soon. Because I'm starting getting excited for the fans of football season too. I'm Indeed. starting to look at project players and projections and these rookies and what we think we're gonna do. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get back into that. Indeed. Uh... And maybe next week, if we talk a little baseball again, talk about this Tony La Russa stuff, too. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. 
we have we both have thoughts. We need to go. Yes, we'll circle around to that next week. Yeah. All righty, y'all. Have a good one.